0: Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we're reviewing and revisiting all those amazing reality shows that unfortunately only had one season and were robbed. I'm your host, Frank Pezzanight.
1: And I'm Meredith Bradbeck.
0: And join us as today, we deep, deep, deep dive <laughs> into the amazing show, The Princes of Malibu. Today we'll be discussing episode one, which didn't have a title, but we've decided to call, But Doesn't the House Look Amazing? <laughs>
1: It does, I mean, we can pick a quote from each episode. Yeah. I'm guessing the sound bites are part of what they had to sell about this show.
0: And I would also, before we even start, like to give an amazing um shout out. None of this would have been possible without Heather Johnson. Yes. Who long ago sent us the DVD of Princess of Malibu that she had burned for us. Yep. So thank you, Heather. Without you, you, none of this would have been possible.
1: Yeah. And... So before we start, let's drop some tidbits that we looked up about the show and.
0: Well, do we want to do house cleaning first? Oh yeah. Um, I since it hasn't been that long, um, we do have some tweety deletes. Uh, Would have helped if I had Twitter open. Okay, mentions. Okay. And when the eighth was the last time we recorded, right? Yeah. Sure. Um, okay, so Heather and I have been having quite the back and forth about all the new stars who've been added to The Hills. Uh-huh. Um, I've been trying to convince her that both Misha and Brandon Lee are going to be good additions to the cast. Um, I think she was a little skeptical. Tommy to call- Lee's
1: son is involved Yes. In yes, oh. he's on too. Oh, I'm into that. Yeah,
0: it's going to be good. They're shit shows. Is he the them.
1: one who, he's the one who beat up Tommy Lee, right? At his
0: 21st birthday party. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, it's
0: going to be really good. So um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Heather and I had a little back and forth about that. Um,
1: Man, my my Twitter absence is real. I, like, don't know <laughs> what's happening in the world.
0: And then um, Chris M. asks C1 um, said that he was so glad that we're back. Um, and thank you, Chris. We're glad to be back. Um, da, 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 da. Let's see. Um, oh, and then Heather said that she can't wait to see what we're going to be recording next. And was very excited to find out it was the princess of Malibu. Um, And she also said that it was a lovely surprise to have a new episode on Friday. It was a nice surprise for her weekend (laughs)
1: <laughs> you mean the total accident because i forgot to post her episode
0: <laughs> yeah well okay, good so let's just make it a nice surprise i'm so glad you liked um it, and then heather also said i think the final episode was my favorite of the series i really enjoyed the soft emotional crying side of kelly and back in the day i would have loved to play fiance and go cake tasting with andrew <laughs> of course you would heather. yeah
1: that's true i would actually love to do that right now maybe we should do that later
0: Um, And then Relevant Podcast um, said that they're so glad we're back. Um, And they gave us a lovely internet shout out saying, if you like reality TV and don't listen to one hit pod, what are you doing even doing with your life? Um, So thank you guys so much. So so that's our Twitter.
1: Awesome. All right. I need to get back on Twitter. Wow. I need to get my life back together before the year is over. (laughs) Now it's time. Yeah, it's just time. (laughs) It's time for these things. Now that it's almost November, I really need to pull it together. So tidbits about Princes of Malibu. So it premiered in July of 2005. 2000- Which
0: is what? Are you, what, are you, what are we calling it?
1: Oh no, 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 I'm not there yet. Oh, you're not there yet. Okay. We're doing
0: tidbits. Tidbits first. first okay. So it
1: premiered July of two thousand five. So it predates July tenth. July tenth predates the hills. Mm-hmm. So
0: by ten months.
1: Yeah, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. So Brody and Spencer really thought that they were all that because they had been on TV.
0: Yeah. I mean, Spencer has said that. Yeah.
1: Okay. And it's six episodes. And what else do we know about it? It was on Fox.
0: Oh, I know a lot. So six episodes. Okay. Um, Only two were aired on Fox. The remaining four were aired on Fox Reality. Ooh. Um, So not many people saw them. In fact, I think I only saw the two. Okay. So I I believe the four will probably be a surprise to me also. Okay. Um, And the thing that killed the show... Is that the show debuted? Debuted like we said on July tenth, two thousand five, and on July eleventh, two thousand five, Linda Thompson filed for divorce from David Foster, which kind of put a monkey wrench into the reality show works. Yeah, and I, it was
1: filmed in two thousand four.
0: It was filmed in two thousand four, but still, I think just it's hard to have this like funny show about a fan like when they're now getting divorced. Um, and I searched and searched and searched today, and I can't find where I read it, but. I think Spencer may have said it somewhere out there. I have read that this show is what broke up the marriage. Like, I don't know if the filming, it broke it up, but like the show was like the final nail in the coffin of their marriage.
1: Yeah. So before we started watching, we watched the show promo because it's on the DVD and that looks accurate. Like in the short promo that they created for the show, it is, there are some uncomfortable moments. I, I, I'm going to struggle with this show a little <laughs> bit. Um, it's very 90s, even though it was made, you know, well after the 90s. But it... Well, not
0: that far after, because they they filmed it in 2004.
1: That's true. But, like, the way it's clipped together, it reminds me of what Ben Stiller does with Winona Ryder's documentary and Reality Bites.
0: A little bit, yeah. Like, the music
1: <laughs> and the, like, spinning heads on the pizza, that's what this feels like. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I am going to profile somebody from the show like I did with Kel on Earth and my handsome co-host here has named these the Boo Breakdown. Gotta love the Boo. Yeah. I mean, they mention Malibu every other word on the show, so <laughs> it's great. And we are going to start with the man of the house, David Foster. So David Foster, there's a lot you can read about him. He is a very accomplished person. I'll go through that part. So I just tried to pull out the stuff that I thought was the most entertaining and weird, but this is my interpretation of that. So the first boo breakdown is David Foster. He was born in Victoria, British Columbia, in Canada, which I didn't know he was Canadian. No idea how I didn't know that. Um, on November 1st, 1949. So he's about to be 69. Yep. Yep. So he enrolled in the University of Washington music pr- music program at age thirteen. So he was a music prodigy,
0: clearly. Well, and he makes mention in the episode that he started working when he was sixteen.
1: Yeah. So he did. Um, he became somewhat of like a jazz protege. So he worked with a couple of famous jazz musicians, like helping them in nightclubs and stuff when he was very young. And for a while, he was a musician himself. He was in a band named Skylark and then another band named Airplay. I meant to bring up one of their videos or songs and I forgot. Um, And then the
0: 60s was like the 60s,
1: 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then he worked with Chicago, Kenny Loggins, Kenny Rogers,
0: all the Kenny's,
1: all the (laughs) Kenny's. Yep. So he's getting more and more famous. He composed the score for St. Elmo's Fire. I thought he wrote the hit song from St.
0: Elmo's Fire, and I was really excited. But the score is also pretty good. Well, I'm sure that he did the, really, the instrumental from it. That's what the score is. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, the one that became really popular, they played on the radio
1: all the time. I'm sure he had something to do with it. He's quite an accomplished fellow. And so in this show, they refer to Linda Thompson as a songwriter. And she was, and she collaborated with David on I Have Nothing, performed by the Whitney Houston in The Bodyguard. Um but actually on Wikipedia Lynn Thompson is referred to as an actress. So, when we do her boo breakdown we'll we'll see Well, what the-
0: when I was when we were doing all this searching, I also found somewhere it said actress songwriter. Okay. So, all right. Well, a woman a
1: woman of many talents. Yes. Um so David, he's really big. He's composed a lot of famous themes and scores, but one of them is he composed the 1988 Olympic theme for Calgary and it's called Winter Games. And Winter Games is also the theme to the fountain show at the Bellagio Hotel in Las Vegas. Ah, <laughs> Which is awesome. I actually watch that fountain show several times a day when I go to Las Vegas. Did
0: you know that you can spend, like, some ridiculous amount of money to control the fountain yourself? <sighs> It's like $250,000 something crazy. But you can, like, pay if you pay enough money, they'll let you control the fountain for like an hour. I actually
1: think I just want, like, the penthouse that has the best view of it. I would watch it all the time. It's so lame. Um, So anyway, David's done a lot of amazing things in his career. He's won 16 Grammys. He's had 47 nominations, which is insane. He's won a Golden Globe for The Quest for Camelot in 1998 with Bocelli and Celine Dion. Okay. Sure. And he's had three Oscar
0: nominations. But let's not remember, that means he's also lost 31 times. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know. He's got 16 Grammys on
1: top of his piano.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And 31 losses. Yeah.
1: So now we'll get to the really good stuff. You know, career, whatever. David's been married four times. He has five daughters and seven grandchildren. His first child was born when he was 20 years old in 1970, and she was put up for adoption.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. I thought the first one was 73.
1: No. And he reconnected with her when she was 30 years old. So he didn't meet his firstborn daughter until the
0: year 2000. Wow. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting given that he had like 20-year-old children at this point. And also when he was 20, he probably had money if he was his prodigy and bought his parents a house. I know. I thought that was weird too. It's very weird. I'm just,
1: I'm more surprised that he wasn't like... 40 or 35 and wealthy and thought, Hey, maybe I should look up my adopted daughter. You know, he waited until he was 50.
0: I wonder though, if it's one of those things where, um, you know, both parties have to sign up on a website and agree to be found. Like maybe she didn't want to know. Or
1: maybe her adopted parents didn't want the original parents involved. That's true. Yeah. And by original, I mean biological. (laughs) Um, so his first marriage was to a woman named BJ Cook, and he had a daughter named Amy. His second marriage was to a woman named Rebecca Dyer and had his more famous daughters, Sarah and Aaron and Jordan Foster, which is another daughter, all daughters on David's side. His third marriage was to Linda Thompson, which is the one we are witnessing on this show and is not going to go very well. His fourth marriage was to model and former real housewife of Beverly Hills, Yolanda Hadid. And I didn't know that David and Yolanda were together for five years before they were married. They were together for nine years total, which yeah. is almost as long as he and, Well, no, not quite, but yeah. longer than I would have guessed, given how quickly they seemed to divorce with her Lyme's disease and whatever. Anyway. Um, so he is now engaged to singer Catherine McPhee. Just got engaged this summer. And Catherine McPhee sang David's song, I Will Be There With You, for the concert for World Children's Day in 2003. I'm guessing that's how they met quite a while ago. Um, David won an Emmy for it, so I'm assuming... They- she was still a minor in yeah.
0: 2003.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then she married someone else for a while. Yeah. I mean, obviously, so did he, but um, I'm guessing that's where they first met, so... Gross. Yeah. So other things that I didn't know about David, that Frank knew about David, David Foster got in a horrible, I mean, I guess it was a car accident, but yeah, he ran over somebody and he ran over Ben Vereen, who I recognize his face once I Googled him, but he was famous for his performances in The Roots and... Just Roots. No, no, no. And the Broadway show, um...
0: No, no, no. It's just called Roots. It's not called The Roots. Oh,
1: sorry. Roots. (laughs) My husband loves the band The Roots. My bad. Um, I can't remember the Broadway show. It's one word. Pippin. And Pippin. So he's a a very famous actor who was walking down the Pacific Coast Highway at 2.30 in the morning on a July day in 1992. And David straight up ran him over. Yeah. So David was going 45 miles an hour and knocked Ben Vereen 130 feet up the highway. Yep. So I guess I read the news articles and you can look it up. It's on the New York Times still. And David called 911 and he had to like move his car so that oncoming traffic down the PCH wouldn't run over Ben Vereen a second time. So it got a little ugly I guess they had worked together months before, so there's a nice urban legend that David (laughs) ran him over on purpose. Um, But another tidbit that Frank and I both didn't know is David Foster's sister, James Foster, is the mother of Clay Aiken's son.
0: Yeah, and it is messy, y'all. It is
1: ugly. Real ugly. Real ugly. So they were best friends. She decided to have her gay besties baby, and they are not best friends anymore.
0: Nope. And she, as of 2014, was having to pay him $7,500 a month in child support. Yes. Begrudgingly.
1: Yes. And she really wants to get that cut down. And they are still duking it out over this kid.
0: Yeah. And I found a Radar Online article that said that the child lives mostly with her now. So I don't know how he's still getting child support. I don't know. It's bad. And she produced his last three not-so-successful
1: albums. Yeah. <laughs> So there you go. That's all this... You should... Everybody should look up David. It's quite a tidbit. He's worked with pretty much everybody. Everybody. Yeah. I don't want to waste time by going even further. But as this episode comes out,
0: happy birthday, David Foster. Yeah. 69. (laughs) And, you know, looking somewhat fine. Oh, and sidebar, if you guys have not watched it, um... Go out and find Barely Famous on VH1, which is Aaron and Sarah's fake reality show. Yeah. It is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's so good.
1: Yeah. Was that only one season?
0: No, it's two. Damn. Yeah. Okay. And it's fake. It's not real. Like, I mean, they admittedly fake. Like...
1: Okay. They are funny, though. Oh, they're
0: so funny. I love that show so much.
1: Yeah, and they troll everybody on social media. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. I don't know where to start with this show. This show moves so fast, it's hard to take notes, and it's very capery, so there are like lots of captions, and like, I,
0: it's a lot to take. And I think we've decided that for the most part, I mean, it's obviously very fake and contrived, except that David doesn't seem to have been in on the joke. Yeah. Like, Linda, I think, may have been in on the joke. Um, I think the boys and Spencer for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think they kept David out of it and that's why they're no longer married.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So they, it looks like the format is they plan a caper every episode that David freaks out about. Yeah. And I feel like I'm on team David.
0: Oh, I am a thousand (laughs) percent on team David. And I have a feeling, so David sort of narrates it. And he's, it starts out with, and he's narrating from in his jet, in the private, in the PJ. Yeah. Um, By himself. And I have a feeling, because Spencer, Spencer produced this as the EP on the show. And I have a feeling that they recorded all of the voiceovers before any of the filming was done. Maybe. Because they're, none of them are specific. Right. Like, they're all just like, my sons need to get a job, or my sons need and I think Spencer was smart enough to know that, like, if they did it while they were going, the Dave would be like, fuck this noise, I'm not participating in this bullshit. So I think it was all filmed beforehand.
1: Yeah, because David sounds a little upbeat in the intro yeah. too. It's like, my sons need to get jobs, tee hee hee. And that is not how he is on this show.
0: No, I have a feeling Spencer's smart and I think he was like, we're going to go in a studio, we're going to knock this out in an hour, we're just going to have you do all these little asides and we'll edit them in later.
1: 100% and then they slowly ruin his house.
0: Yeah, and life. Yeah. And marriage. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we get some background on David in the intro and for some reason Frank and I both obsessed about this clip of David winning a Grammy presented to him by Bonnie Raitt and there was another woman standing next to Bonnie Raitt but they blurred her face and we spent like 20 minutes trying to find out who it was. So if one of you want to take that on.
0: Yeah. Almost positive it was 92. Yeah. Um, and that it was probably the Grammy that he won for Unforgettable. Yes. Um, with Natalie Cole, but it's definitely not Natalie Cole because the woman not, looks too large. And
1: it's not Aretha Franklin.
0: Um, cause we looked up Aretha Franklin's outfit and she was wearing something different.
1: And it wasn't Patti LaBelle. No, a different outfit. the woman's too big.
0: Yes, yeah, so it's an African American woman in a silver dress. sleeved. Yeah, yeah. I know. And we can't figure out why she'd be blurred because this was aired on television. It's not, there's no release. There's not, I mean, anyone can reshow that stuff. So very weird that they would blur it.
1: Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, they refer to Linda as a songwriter, his wife, Linda Thompson, and we get the boys ages at the time and Brody's 21 and Brandon is 23. Um, and obviously Linda used to be married to Bruce Jenner, who is the boy's father. Do you know anything about how involved Bruce Jenner was with the boys? Like, did they split? Not at all. Really? No. So they actually, David was like their dad. Yeah. Okay. Brody oh, said, so you don't watch the Kardashians? No.
0: Oh, okay. So, um, the, there is not, uh, there may, I know there was issue there. I don't know what their relationship is like at present day with Caitlin, but I know that growing up, um, Bruce was not around.
1: Right. I've heard all. Spencer say that.
0: Yeah. I mean, Bruce was just not around. Yeah. Okay. Um, he was not a good father. I believe that he has, or she has admitted to now saying I was a shitty father.
1: Like married Chris and just had a whole new family.
0: Yeah. Okay. And I think part of that may have been, um, because Linda, like he started to transition with Linda and then stopped and Linda knew. Okay. And so that may have been part of it. Like, I just don't want to, but no, I, he was not around. Did Chris know the whole time too? It depends who you ask. Oh, okay. If you ask Caitlin, yes. If you ask Chris, no. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Chris claims she doesn't, but like, how could you like when they got together, he had boobs or she had boobs. Oh, really? Yeah. She was on hormones and she had grown breasts. Oh, Chris knew. Chris, of course Chris knew. Like, yeah. I don't...
1: She's just covering her bases. She is so. covering her bases.
0: But I think that may have been part of it. Um, also, um, I don't know... I don't think he was in his first two children's lives a ton either.
1: Who were his other kids?
0: Um, Bert. And I can't remember the daughter's name. Oh, okay. With his first wife.
1: Okay. Well, later in the episode, Brody refers to David as my dad. Like, he because says, he also, my dad.
0: He and Linda were not together very long.
1: Right. They had the boys and then that was it. Yeah, Because
0: yeah. it, okay. his long marriages were the first wife and Chris. Okay.
1: Fascinating. Okay. So anyway, we've covered that. Um, and the house that they live in in Malibu is that David Foster. And sorry, we're transitioning fast as we're transitioning as fast as the show. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so it's called
0: Villa Casablanca. Which doesn't make any sense because it's not white.
1: Isn't it? I no. thought it was white with like a Spanish roof. Oh,
0: it didn't look white to me, but I could need to see it again. Maybe. I don't know. I
1: don't know. Um, and it's 22 acres of land in Malibu, which is no joke. Yeah. And it's worth $40 million.
0: So, well, that's how much it was worth in 2004. Yeah. So God only knows now. Oh, I meant to look it up. I'll look it I'll up look for it next time.
1: Yeah. Maybe that can be a boo breakdown about the house. Because it is kind of a character on
0: the show. Yeah, it's definitely a character on the show.
1: <laughs> so David wants the boys to get paying jobs. That's the whole premise of the show. And he also discusses <laughs> the fact that their <laughs> Weasley friend, Spencer,
0: never leaves the house. And it's funny because this is Spencer's the EP. So like, obviously, that was contrived. That was Spencer went in just like he's... It seems from the jump, Spencer has decided to set himself up as kind of an instigator and a villain in any reality show he's ever going to be in.
1: It suits him well, though, because he, does. Is,
0: he is Weasley. He's very Weasley, That's yeah. the
1: best adjective for Spencer Pratt I've ever heard. Yeah. And then they showed a little clip of Spencer holding one of David Foster's Grammys, and David Foster looks like he wants to hit him, and he says, don't touch my shit. Yeah. David's a little bit of a rageaholic.
0: Um. What I asked work to say in the preview that we watched in the trailer- um it this is a direct ripoff of a simple life. And they even yes. say, like, if you think Paris and Nicole's hijinks are crazy, right. wait till you see Brandon and Brody. Right. So this was supposed to be like
1: a boy version. Oh yeah. But a simple life was a better concept. Rich girls doing like poor person's oh, stuff it was and funnier. Way
0: funnier. Yeah. Way funnier.
1: Yeah, this is just them like spending someone else's money. It's not that funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe it might maybe be it is later.
1: Maybe. Um So the show opens with Brody's 21st birthday. So this is caper number one. (laughs) And David and Linda are in Mexico relaxing. And you see David sort of saying like, I think it's time for the boys to get jobs. And, you know, Linda says she doesn't want to other cultures. Boys live at home. And David says, well, we're not living in China. And meanwhile, Brody, Brandon, and Spencer are planning this very elaborate 21st birthday party for Brody, which later looks New Orleans themed.
0: It did look New Orleans themed.
1: Um, I think the theme was Mardi Gras because all the girls have plastic beads on and they had the whole like yellow, green, and purple thing happening and the masks and whatnot. So of course, David and Linda come home from Mexico on the PJ. One day early. Of course. Of course. With a
0: camera crew.
1: Yeah. Um, and Linda tries to call the boys on her way back from whatever private airport they were at to let them know that they came home a day early. Why she didn't just call from the hotel in Mexico. Well, it's
0: weird because she's like, I want to call the boys and let them know that they we landed. They like to know that. And I'm like, What? Like you only called it so they know you've knew landed. you took off. Well, I, she was making it sound like you know they landed safely, and she maybe even said landed safely. Yeah. And I'm like, but if they don't even know you're landing, why yeah. are you calling? I know you landed safely. Yeah.
1: There are gonna be a lot of holes in this show, so of course
0: they pull up to the house and. Oh, we need to talk about the title cards. When she's trying to call, so she's trying to call, and they first they flash on Brandon, and for some reason it says Brandon Big Doom. Oh yeah. D-U-M-E. Was he playing a musical instrument at the time as well? Yeah, the guitar. Okay. Yeah. What's a doom? I don't know. Or do do you doom?
1: No, I'm guessing it's doom. doom.
0: Yeah, I don't know. And because then it splashed on Brody because it was like, Brandon doesn't have a cell phone with him. Brody needs a new cell phone. Because someone threw him in the pool. Yeah. Okay. Hilarious.
1: Yeah. But so they roll up to the house and... It does look like a nightmare. It's like a bunch of, you know, underage people at your son's 21st birthday party. There are cars everywhere. So David demands to get out of the limo fast. And there's like a long entry into the party. Well, I
0: think the reason he wanted to get out of the limo is because the party was in the pool area. And if he'd taken the limo all the way up to the house, he would have had to come back down to the pool. Yes.
1: Yes. Because as we learned minutes later, they have a funicular to get from the house to the (laughs) the pool. pool. But in the aerial shot, I did say to Frank, wow, that pool is really far from the house. (laughs) (laughs) You know, rich people problems, guys. I'm just saying. Um, So then, of course, he starts storming the party and yelling, get out and get the fuck out. And Linda... (laughs) We need to discuss this because we're going to discuss it a lot. But she says, poor Dave, he's having a conniption fit over there. And then she says like, oh, hi, and waves to someone. Yeah, she just
0: starts like talking to people. And that's why I think, again, that she knew. Yes. About all of this. Yes. And Dave did not. So
1: let's talk about Linda, though. Let's just get it out of the way. So if she knew about this and maybe thought it was funny, that that might explain some of it. Is she actually just the world's biggest pushover or is she
0: stupid? Oh, I think she's a horrible parent. Okay. But I think she's a well-meaning horrible parent. I think that she has two sons whose father wants nothing to do with them. Right. And birth father. And so I think to make up for that, she's just like their whole lives. They probably just let them run wild. Okay. Like, I'm just going to give them whatever they want because they are, had an unstable childhood and their father doesn't want them to be with them. and Okay. you know, that's what I'm guessing. So I think it's coming from a good place, but I think she's a horrible parent who doesn't discipline her children and just okay. gives them whatever they want.
1: Okay. Because I don't think she's an idiot. Like, her career accomplishments and songwriting and all that stuff. No. Like, I don't think she's
0: dumb, but watching her with these boys, she looks dumb. <laughs> I, see, I don't think she looks dumb. I think she just looks nonplussed. I think just... I think that to her, I don't want to say material things don't mean anything because obviously she's rich and she surrounds herself with nice things, but I think to her she's just like, ah, it's just money, who cares, it's just the house, we'll get it fixed, like whatever, chill out, like I don't, so I don't think she's dumb, I think she just has a very like Pollyanna attitude.
1: Yeah, but to me that's dumb. (laughs) Like, later when she's like, I don't know, that seems a bit extreme. I'm like, oh my god, change your definitions. Like, there, is- I get what you're saying. Like, it doesn't mean she's a stupid person. But some of the things she says about,
0: like, parenting and things, like, it-, it-, it can make you wonder. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I think she's a bad parent. Yeah. I mean, I don't think she needs to be, but I think she's a bad parent. I think she's not set these children up to be independent. But I guess they don't have to be. And they've got tons of money coming their way, so who gives a fuck?
1: Yeah, true. So... Brody, th- that's how we figured out this was bo- this was made in 2004. <laughs> this was born in 2004 um, is because his 21st birthday would have been in 2004, not 2005.
0: So it aired 11 months after it was filmed.
1: Yeah. so his birthday was August 21st, 1983 and it was his golden birthday like it was for mine, you guys, the 21st. Turning 21 on the
0: 21st is pretty great. I turned 16 on the 16th, so I know what that's like.
1: Yeah, it's a good golden birthday. (laughs) Um, So David pulls Spencer and Brody aside and
0: says, breathe on me. Because Brody actually looks wasted. Well, but see, that part, I was like, it's his 21st birthday. Did you not think he was going to be drinking? Like, what the hell? Like, and he's legal now, so who cares? cares?
1: Yeah, I think if I were David, though, I would have been looking at all the other kids who were probably underage getting drunk at my house and freak out. For sure. Yeah. But
0: instead, he sends them all to drive home.
1: Yeah. Probably. Um, but then he starts yelling, get out. And then he shoves someone into the pool.
0: Yeah. Not a family member, mind you. Just a random person. Just shoves them in the pool.
1: Yeah. Did the person do something to David? Or- no, I think he's just standing there. Okay. That yeah, so David definitely has like David's a, a rage case. Yeah, he's a rage case. Um even though I'm on his side, I'm like, okay, let's not shove children into the pool. Um Okay. So then they go through a list of David's pet peeves.
0: Oh no, before that and my favorite. Well the first part, one's
1: parking and it's like five minutes before two through six, but Well, but before go.
0: that, I love when they're after the pool shove. Yeah. And they go to walk away and Linda goes we need to have a party like that. The house looks amazing. Yes. <laughs> she's the one who says the episode title.
1: But doesn't the house look amazing? We should have a party like that. It's after they walk by the golf cart parking spot. Oh, okay. And that's when we learned that David's first pet peeve is
0: his parking spot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If I owned a $40 million house, I'd want my parking spot to be the best one too.
0: For sure. And then Linda's argument is like, but we weren't even here. Like, who cares? Like, your car's not there. Like, what does it matter? Yeah. So then we get the rest
1: of his pet peeves and they're not, I didn't write down the exact names of them, but the second one is the lights, Mm -hmm. having all the lights on. The third one is all the crap, like lying around that they like, they literally don't pick up after themselves though. They're like, they're like toddlers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unwanted guests, Spencer. Spencer. The water, like leaving the water on and like wasting water. I
0: am... Beyond with... I mean, yes. Yeah. that one. because uh, That whole house is a waste of water. Look at that lawn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that can cost a
1: fortune. To leave a faucet just running for God knows how long? Yeah. So then the last one is just like waste in general. Coming from someone with that many acres in Malibu, that's a little bit rich. But I appreciate that he doesn't want to be even more wasteful than he's already being. Yeah. So. There's that. So then it's the next day. I guess. And David and Linda are in their home gym. He looks like he's sitting watching TV, though.
0: No, he's on a recumbent bike.
1: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> they cropped the bike out of the shot. Yeah, he's on a recumbent bike.
1: Oh. It's like, <laughs> why is he sitting in
0: front of her talking over <laughs> his
1: shoulder like that? And she's like walking at an incline on the treadmill. And so he's talking about how he needs to like shove them in the right direction. And you got it right, I don't have the full quote. They need to make their own bed, they need to make their own meals.
0: Is it, he said they need to make their own food, they need to make their own beds, and they need to clean up after themselves.
1: And Linda says, that's pretty harsh, Dave. Yeah. So that's one of those moments where you're like, wait. You have to be a little bit dumb to say that. So then he talks about how he's going to cut off their credit cards because they go to Nobu in Malibu four times a week. That's a lot.
0: It's a lot, but I have issue with this, because he also says it's the most expensive restaurant in California, possibly the world. Not fucking true. No. Not even close to true. No.
1: It's not even the most expensive restaurant in California.
0: No. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. it's not true. No. It's an expensive restaurant. Yeah. But it is not, by any means, the most expensive restaurant in California. No. no. I mean, even back then, in 2004... Like, the Ivy, maybe? Spago? I mean, like, there's places that are more expensive than Nobu. Well, and
1: I don't know what year the French Laundry opened or anywhere in San Francisco, but I'm sure you could rack up a bill, like... Yeah. Yeah. Places in Napa. Yeah. But Nobu is very expensive. So then they talk about how they need to have a family meeting, and they need to talk to the boys, and they do a practice run where Linda pretends to be David, and he pretends to be her, and... (sighs) That's all I wrote about it. They have a practice around.
0: Well, yeah, and it was really funny because she, he... Neither of them thought they sounded like the other, and I thought they sounded exactly like themselves. Because yeah. she was like, boys, you get your asses in here right now. Yeah.
1: And what did he say <laughs> he as He was her? like,
0: um, I think that maybe, possibly... If you you're okay with, with it, it, it's
1: time for you to make money. <laughs> um. So then the boys wake up at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, which I guess after a 21st birthday party is not that bad. But that's up there because the party, the party didn't stop and they have a family meeting and Spencer shows up (laughs) and hands David an orange juice and David tells him to beat it.
0: So, and also then says like, is he living here now? And they're like, well, he's just, he, no, they said he needs a place to crash. No, they said he's just crashing here. He needed a place to sleep.
1: I mean, maybe Spencer lives further away. Even though they went to the same high school. Well, he
0: said in interviews about this, Spencer has said that he did pretty much live there. Yeah. Like that was where the idea was. I pretty much came.
1: lived at one of my best friend's houses too when I yeah. was that age. So um, so then David tells them that they need to get paying jobs. And Brody says, I have a job. And David says, what is Wait, your... Wait, no you didn't. When you were 21, I thought you were living here. No. When I went home for the summer, I was like living with Oh, kids. okay. I was like, what? I thought you were reenacting David. <laughs> so confused so david asks brody what his job is and brody says playing the drums
0: which i didn't know brody played the drums
1: no and but if you're not getting paid for it it's not a job no just because it's a hobby doesn't mean it's a job yeah i don't know what he meant and you're talking to a music producer like a pretty fucking
0: famous one what are you stupid Well again we've heard brandon's music but I would have to say that neither of them are that talented if they're living with one of the most famous music producers and they're not getting gigs drumming and playing the guitar. Like but, he could get them session work. Like there's stuff they could be doing if they were talented.
1: I'm sure David might spare some studio time at his home studio for his stepsons. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that's not So he says, No more credit cards. You guys are not contributing. So then Brandon leans back in his chair. And says, all right, like, whatever. And David pulls him forward and says, stop doing that with the chair. Like he's talking to, like, a five-year-old. It's bad.
0: They're acting like five-year-olds. Oh,
1: I know. But, like, it's uncomfortable. They are young adults. But only in age. I know. Only in age. It is frightening to observe. It is. It's it's bad. He's like a petulant child leaning back in a chair.
0: And I think part of the reason that... David must have agreed to have done this in the first place was to make the money and get them the fuck out of his house. Be like, yeah, yeah. I'll do this reality show and then you'll make some fucking money and you can get the hell out of my house.
1: Oh, yeah. Good call. So, then David talks about how they took his talk to heart by going to spend $700 on sushi at Nobu.
0: Well, first, we have them outside. There's, like, a wacky montage of them, like... Ignoring David for the rest of the day and playing golf, and whatever. But Spencer is wearing a T-shirt that says "Fame is not sexually transmitted." Yeah, and I beg to differ. I <laughs> saw so Kim Kardashian got famous. That's true. She fucked Ray J on camera. Yeah, that's true. Well. I do kind of want the shirt though.
1: I liked it. I'm sure if you tweeted at Spencer, he could tell you where he got it or make
0: one. I'm tr- true that. True that. Pratt day. Um but yes, then they the, so they go to know, but it looks like there was ten of them, correct? Yeah. And this is where I have an issue with the whole Nobu is the most expensive restaurant in the world. There were 10 of them. Yeah. The bill was $700, which is $70 a person, which is fucking nothing. Yeah. That's cheap. You and,
1: you and some people we know could rack that up and, and me like yeah. in a heartbeat. I could
0: do that with dinner for
1: four. My husband, I could do it for two.
0: Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. And, like, they drank a lot. Now, you know how expensive alcohol is. I mean, yeah. they had sake, they had beers. So, I, again, that goes against David's whole, like, most expensive restaurant in the world. Bullshit. Actually,
1: I think my husband's been close to doing that for one person. Yeah. Yeah. In New York. He took himself to, like, a fancy lunch one time. That made yeah, but I'm fate. sure he
0: drank, like, an $8 million bottle of wine. Of
1: course, but that's what I'm saying. It gave me a heart attack. Yeah. Separate accounts. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, then they... Brody asks the server to add the bill to their account.
0: Well, before that, we have to talk about how they were telling everyone they need to make money. And everyone seems to have settled on the fact that they should spell their sperm because they have gold medal sperm.
1: Oh, that's what they (laughs) were... I was like, why are they talking
0: about this? You didn't see the little picture of bruce jenner at the bottom left. i did screen. but
1: like i'm so busy taking notes with this show it's so capery and fast moving i'm gonna miss a ton of stuff
0: so for those of you who haven't seen it they they're everyone in the table is like you've got gold medal sperm you gotta sell that sperm you got champion sperm and then in the bottom left corner they show a picture of caitlin when Caitlyn was still bruce like we crossing the finish line at the olympics
1: right yeah i mean he was a decathlon they're not wrong no they're not wrong yeah a decathlete excuse me so then Brody tells the server to put the tab, like, on their tab. And the waitress says, your dad just called. It's been cut off. Because it was how high? Eight grand?
0: Yeah. And that was just so far... No, no, no. I think that was the credit card. Okay. That was the credit card. So first he calls Nobu and says, I want to cancel the house account at Nobu. Okay. And they say, okay. And they tell that to Brody. And then Brody's like, I have nothing. Like, does anyone here have anything? And Brandon whips out a credit card, puts it down... They take it away. While it's away, then he's on the phone with the credit card company. David is, yeah. and he says, "You know what's?" He says, "I have this account. I have these two other the generous on the account as well. I want to close it. Can you tell me the balance of the account?" And it was and eight thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah,
1: and you know David's paying that monthly. That was just a monthly balance. Yeah, and a house account at Nobu. That would be fun, though. That would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so David shuts it all down.
0: Apparently, and again, I think this. I mean, this had to have been set up with Nobu.
1: Yeah. But then, so then David also talks about how all of their friends are rich too. Yeah. Like these are all Malibu kids. And he says the net worth of everyone's parents around the table is half a billion dollars. And all these kids go through their pockets and obviously it's fake, but they come up with like $12. It's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Well, rich people don't carry cash. I know, but like no one else had a black Amex that Daddy paid for. Oh well, I'm a, well because they also never. And the the funny thing about this is, that's where the hygiene should have ensued. Like they should have made them wash dishes. Or, I know. I mean, like nothing comes like a to simple that. life. Like we don't find out what transpires at the restaurant, how they got paid, whatever.
1: Right. That would have been hilarious if yeah. David had showed up and been like, "You boys get to wash dishes for six grand." Yeah. Yeah um also so i forgot to look it up but i just did david foster's net worth is 60 million dollars yeah so anyway so then we get another morning scene and
0: you hear david kick a bunch of people out of brody's bedroom wait his net worth is only 40 60 million dollars yeah that's not a lot no if you have a 40 million dollar house that's what i was thinking at first I've, i think it's higher and a jet that yeah that makes
1: sense he's got a private plane yeah, hold on. That can't be right. There's no way that's right. I mean, it's it says it is. Yeah. So, in their divorce, Yolanda was worth more than him.
0: Oh, because of um Muhammad.
1: According to people.com in 2015, he's worth 30.
0: That motherfucker's had money somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, he's hiding um, money somewhere.
1: Another site says 30. I don't believe that. Hold on. I'm going to check this here. Because he still had the jet with Yolanda, right? I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's Celebrity a... net worth says 60. That's
0: the highest number that I can see. I'm shocked. I would have guessed more than that.
1: Yeah. Mohammed had deeds worth 400.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would have thought that David would have been at least a hundred.
1: Me too. Me too. Especially based on the $40 million home.
0: But I mean, I guess that $40 million home was two divorces ago. So
1: that's true. He may have lost the house to Linda Thompson, actually. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. That's a weird number though. I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. So anyway, the next day we get a scene of David kicking all these people out of Brody's bedroom and it looks like Brody lives, it's such a big house, you know, like Brody's bachelor pad is like somewhat further away from the main house and he always has people in and out of there. And he also has one of those massive old school big screen TVs that like my dad had in the nineties, but it's like propped up on a tiny piece of furniture because apparently it wasn't quite high enough for when he's lounging in bed or whatever. Yeah. So there are a bunch of girls and David tells them to butt out. Very nice. And. Oh, I thought he said get out. May, I Maybe Spencer started to speak off camera and he said butt out, but I wrote oh. down butt out. Oh, okay. So then David is talking to Brody, Brandon and Spencer about what they think a cost estimate to run this house monthly and yearly is. And Spencer knows way too much about money at a young age. It's really gross. And he's like, I don't know, thinking about this, this, and this, David, I'm going to go with 500 to a mil. And I'm, I just like vom- vomited internally. And, and David's like, right, so what is that a month? And Spencer says, $10,000. <laughs> <laughs> and David said, check your math. That would be $120,000 a year, Spencer. Oh my God. David is, I feel so bad for David, honestly. So then he tries to come up with a number of what he thinks they should pay in rent to contribute to all of these expenses because he's, he's, you know, so he says, you know, Brody, like you clearly use a fifth of this house, if not more, and you should be well, contributing. Well, because
0: he says $10,000 and Brody's like, what? And that's when he was like, well, you use a fifth of the house. So like, yeah, that makes perfect sense.
1: So then Brody says what he thinks is fair is $1,000 a month. And so then David tries to convince them to go $1,000 a month for each of them. So they're going to be giving him $3,000 a month, I think is what they settle on, but it's hard to tell.
0: Well, you no, know, no. I thought he, this is where things get really confusing because yeah. I thought he said $1,000 a month for each of them, meaning 2000 just not Spencer, but Brandon and Brody. Okay. And then I don't know what happened. And all of a sudden Brody got all kinds of machismo and was like, 4000
1: Yeah so he said why not he's David says what about 3,000 I think meaning Spencer and then Brody's like fine why not make it four like he's just like being a child and basically like raising the bar because I don't know why so but then they have this weird moment where they Spencer tells David he's like no I think you're a great parent David. I think like David is their father figure, which Oh for sure. Is it is, I hope they have some sweet moments woven into the show. I'm not
0: sure if they do, but
1: I think And David they do. calls them
0: his sons. Like he doesn't say my stepsons. No, he says he's my son's sons,
1: yeah. Yeah. And he does to other people. Like when he called the credit card company, he's like, yeah. My sons need to be cut off. Yeah. Yeah. So then the boys decide their first way to make money is to have a car wash on the massive front lawn of this house. And not just any car wash, but a bikini babe car wash. That's right. Sorry. Um, so the thing that also made me think that Linda's stupid is that she gets out and helps. Yeah. Yeah. But she doesn't help the way, like, a normal mother would. And granted, like, I don't look as good as Linda Thompson now to this day. But she immediately whips off her shirt and has a bikini on and just starts polishing cars. And
0: I would be curious to know, I mean, I would love to pick Spencer's brain about all this. Because I want to know, like, did he put an ad on the internet saying, like, we need... Random P, pee- If you want to be uh, in the background of a TV show, like, come show up as- in your car at this. No. They knew enough pretty girls hanging around. No, 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 I don't mean the people watching the cars. I mean the people in their cars when you get uh, car washed. Because they, we didn't see a sign. That's true. No, and the I'm girls,
1: f- we saw the girls on the PCH with the sign. Oh, we did? Yeah. There's, like, three girls out with, like, a cardboard sign that says card wash. But am I
0: also supposed to believe that they don't live in a gated community?
1: I think there's a gate on the
0: PCH that they opened. Oh, Okay.
1: I don't think they're... I also house don't think they big. would have gotten
0: 50 cars waiting in line to get their car washed. Right. Like, that's what I want to know how they yeah. arranged that. Like, that had to have been, like, a shout, like, a call, like, hey, if you want to be on TV in your car... Yeah. I think that house is too big for a community, though. Like, it's... It's its own community. Well, you, true. You're right. But I just, in terms of... I, I'm i sorry, but if someone is on a corner of the PC with a sign yeah. going coming come get your car, you don't get... An hour's worth of cars waiting in line to have that happen. Yeah. Excellent point.
1: So David gets stuck in traffic in his own driveway. Yeah. But he doesn't know why. No. He's pissed. He's, he looks legitimately pissed in all of this show. Or he's the greatest actor in the world. He's
0: really pissed. And then this is where things get very convoluted and confusing because he keeps saying, like, where is she? She was supposed to be there at 3.30. It's 4.30 now. So am I supposed to believe that David Foster... Has been sitting in traffic in his own driveway for an hour and didn't call the house, call Linda, call the boys, get out of the fucking car and walk up the driveway and go, what the fuck is going on? I mean, like, not, that part, none of it makes sense. Yeah. And then one of the people also stuck in traffic is Shaka Khan. Yeah, which was amazing. <laughs>
1: Because they roll down the back window and Well at first they pull up.
0: Yes. And it's a like it's a BMW and Spencer's like, Oh, that's really nice. Or what is this? Two thousand four? And he's like, Yeah, it's two thousand four. What'd that cost you? Hundred K? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, hundred thousand. And he's like, Well, you'll have to ask the person in the back, because it's their car, and then the window rolls down and Chaka Khan. No, Spencer goes, Who are you? Oh yeah. And she says, I'm Shaka Khan. Well, no, but I knew when they rolled the window down, like yeah. by the way, who it was. Yeah, me
1: too. So then Spencer. Yeah. Spencer gives her the VIP treatment and drives her up to the studio. In a Dave- golf course. In yeah. golf cart. And David's not even there yet. So then David gets out of the car. And he's livid. And he points right at Spencer and says, I know this was your idea. You're a bad influence. Which is probably 100% true.
0: Well, after he says to Brody, like, what's going on? And Brody's like, working, man. Making green. Like, I'm making the money. Oh, so stupid. So stupid.
1: So then Linda goes, ease up, David. You need to pick your battles.
0: And then some random girl squirts him with the hose. Yeah. And it's not Aaron or Sarah Foster. No. Because I looked and I know what they look like and it was not them. So some random, like, ballsy girl. And she, just, she squirts him with a hose and just kind of smirks. Like, what are you going to do about it? I do not have the guts to spray one of my friend's
1: fathers with a hose. No! And Linda laughs in oh, David's think face. Oh, I hysterical. Yeah. yeah. And his lawn is torn up to shit.
0: Oh, yeah, it was bad. I forgot about that part. They yeah. show where um, cars had, like, turned around, and it's, like, ruined the lawn.
1: Oh, my God. It's really bad. Really bad. I mean, given he has a groundskeeper, it's not like he needs to fix the lawn, but he has to pay for it to be fixed. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get scenes from the next, which is pretty much more of the same.
0: Yeah, um, hijinks ensue. Yep. Next week. I mean, that's... <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's your big... Well, I wrote stuff down. I
0: can't read what I wrote.
1: That's because the show is frantic as hell. It's so
0: confusing. It looks like Jerry, Jenny, and Drew. I don't know. I can't even read what I wrote. What? <laughs> I have oh. no idea. G-E-N-N-Y. Okay. I don't know. All right. So we'll go with... Oh, I know what it... It's drive-in. I'm an idiot. Okay, so they do... <laughs> Not Drew. driving. So they... I can't read my own handwriting. So, um, yeah, next week they um, have a giant drive-in movie theater on the lawn.
1: Yes, that's right. Yeah.
0: I like that I've already forgotten that yeah. what happened next week. So there you go. Um, yeah, so um, continue with us next week as we watch the demise of Linda Thompson <laughs> at David Foster's marriage unfold before our very eyes. One episode at a time. Yeah, amazing.
1: Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful.
0: You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at one hit Pod. You can email us at franklymarebee at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at hey it's Mare B. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon.